Hey y'all, are, are, are we tired of these intros yet? Um, anyway, welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with Super Bowl punters and big game hunters. Let's go. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap No cap. Let me uh let me see if I have anything in my notes. I don't think so, but <laughs> wouldn't it be lucky if I did? Wouldn't it be funny if you had a whole stand-up routine in there? <laughs> oh yeah. Um hey Adrian, I'm not I'm not feeling that we got a lot to talk about, um, as has been evidenced by the fact that we've mostly just been asking each other how our weeks were back and forth. So you wanna do pick a number between one and ten and i'll go to my like uh notes app for where i used to write down stand-up comedy and i'll scroll to that joke for the number you mentioned <laughs> yeah do you only have 10 no i mean i i don't know how many i have i guess it could be like between one and 50 and that'd probably be safe but i don't want to count that All far right, down let's both do one of these then um i'm gonna say 13 uh okay um so this one is an idea for a show and it's like to catch a predator, but it's for zoophiles, and they think they've been texting a horse online for weeks, and they show up to the farm, and then and then Chris Hansen comes out and admonishes them. Ironically, depending on whether or not we cut this out, the audience will know as well. I think that works better as a BoJack Horseman bit. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- these are these were just thoughts, so I don't have like yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. bit how the, how that would be transitioned into. Yeah. 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 Blue sky thinking. That's the baby. crazy thing, you know. That idea. It could be a bit. It could be a movie. It could be a TV show. It could be uh, the next big thing shown at the World Fair that <laughs> changes the world. Okay, uh, we're going for lucky number thirteen on your. Uh, on okay. Your, uh, let's see. Oh, this is an idea that I've already uh tried to pitch to you as a fun as, as an idea of um i hate restaurants that are named after people because unless it's like a really ethnically identifying name it doesn't tell you anything about the restaurant like why would mm. i know to go to bob's restaurant like with, with, with that there's no name recognition to that it, it doesn't tell me like i guess it means you're just like a diner i don't know right like if if, if some if something's just called mm. laura's restaurant like what, what the fuck i don't know anything about you laura who are you yeah, you can usually assume that's like classic Americana sandwiches. No, she does Vietnamese fusion. <laughs> really? <laughs> that that a bit? Okay. That joke? Okay. Yeah, that, that that's certainly right. It's a, it's a seed of an idea. There's when I brought it up there. to you the first time, you mentioned that even if it's like someone's name is like Delilah, you're like, I can tell that she makes like vegan sandwiches. Like, there's still like oh, a, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. still gather information if uh, someone's using their name to name a restaurant sometimes. Um, but I, I don't I, I really don't enjoy it. I think you should name your restaurant something more informative or something kind of cool. Like I really like um, Maddie Matheson, uh, his uh, like big, like fancy restaurant that he owned is called Parts and Labor. And I don't know why, but I think that sounds like such a cool name for a restaurant. It sounds like one of those fancy restaurants you would hear about. Or you could do what Arabs do and you could just name it like a combination of American words that are like a little bit too descriptive, like pizza place. Mm. Or amigos, 
which I guess is a Mexican word, but <laughs> it is a Mexican uh, word. Only Mexicans use it, and it's from the language uh, of Mexico. <laughs> God damn it! You've mocked me. You've embarrassed me one too many times on this podcast, Adrian. <laughs> You've made a fool. I guess of that's me. another issue that I have is uh, Chinese restaurants that just go for like Golden Dragon or things like that. Mm. Like you're 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 also allowed to be a little bit more out of the box than that, but. That's actually very much what, like, every burger place in Lebanon is called, but, like, for English words, instead of, like, Chinese being Golden Dragon, it's just, like, a combination of, like, two generically American words for every, like, place that just has sandwiches Apple Sunset? (laughs) Literally, that would be a place. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, A lot of times it is just the food is in the name of the place, like Burger House or something, or like Pizza. Oh, so this is a whole nother rant that I've been on before. So there's a, like, one block radius in downtown Davis where um, we have two restaurants, one named Burgers and Brew, and another one called Pizza and Pints. And, uh, yeah, that was something where viscerally it upset me whenever Pizza and Pints came to that location. It's like... (sighs) are we just uh are we we just a cartoon now like like what are we doing as a town (laughs) why are we just like the most like whitewashed like corporate ass bullshit is that that's what we're gonna do now like they're gonna open up donuts and drafts next they're gonna open i'm gonna be at tacos and tall boys next like what the fuck i i hate it that being said love pizza and pints i go there every week to get a pizza because they do like actually pretty good neapolitan style pizza You should go to all those places and never pay your tab and be like, uh, oh, pizza and pints, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna dine and dash. Pretty good. Alliteration. <laughs> Anything that rhymes is legal, so bye. Once again, that does not rhyme, that is just alliteration, <laughs> as I pointed out. Adrian, why do you try to humiliate me in front of our audience who you know i think of as our children i know i'm sorry paul it's just when i tear you down it makes me feel like a big man <laughs> what if everyone like was absolutely what if everyone was that upfront about their motivations <laughs> whenever you ask them <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna regret it so much when you wake up one day and i've packed my suitcase and i'm taking our audience <laughs> one hand out the front door <laughs> to stay with my, at my mother's place while we figure i wake up out. in like a drunken stupor <laughs> and i just see you guys leaving <laughs> Just a silhouette of me and our audience <laughs> child leaving. Oh, I can change. <laughs> I will be staying with my mother. All right, was that a thing? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, oh, which brings me to uh, so uh, I heard Phil is too scared to show our podcast to his parents. He thinks they won't like it. He thinks he thinks they'll be offended and they'll ground him. Our only uh, our only um, guest so far who's still afraid of being grounded by his parents. Should we should we put that out in public? What if one of his rap battle uh, adversaries listens to this podcast and gets that ammo against him? Should we be careful about what we? That's put actually out about a good him? point because they, it, d- dedicated battlers do put a lot of research time into like figuring out stuff about somebody. Sometimes less than others. Sometimes it's not really like you need to hire a private investigator to find out that the guy you're battling works at Walmart and that's like your third angle. But, uh, you know, sometimes they go a little bit deeper. Sometimes it's, you know, a little bit of like a story of added on type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also feel like it's pretty easy to lie in a rap battle. Like nobody's going to check your sources. No cap. Are we going to get to a uh, media roundup? Okay, so yeah, my quick media roundup, just two things. Just a Dash with Maddie Matheson. It's a cooking show that he does on YouTube, and it's a really wonderful subversion of the art form of a cooking show. Like, it's very much meant to be 
a 20 minute YouTube video where there's like six minutes of cooking and 14 minutes of like gags and weird editing and like weird extra plot lines. Like it's really meant to be like a comedy bang bang or a interview show, but really it's like subverting the art form. Um, people find his personality really grating. Like Tin and I, I think it's one of two people where we disagree on liking him or not because he's a very loud punk rock Canadian dude. But I think it's hilarious. Honestly, it's one of the funniest shows that I watch on YouTube. He made a chicken tender sub for his birthday, which I, if you're a boy from the South who went to Publix and got chicken tender subs from Publix, I think you know. If you know, you know. Uh, so that episode really spoke to me. And, and it, it's one of those things where like there's early episodes of the of the show that I really love, but it still is on this track where it's managing to like outdo itself every episode with how ridiculous and crazy each episode is. So yeah, be on the lookout for the next one. But that chicken tender sub episode was for me just like a, a masterpiece of like YouTube absurdist comedy. Um, so the other thing is I've mentioned watching the Promise Neverland uh, anime that's coming out. Uh, I, I learned from the subreddit that enough people are trashing it that I just went back and read read the manga instead. And uh, I don't want to be one of those insufferable people. But uh, yeah, it's pretty great. You can find it online. It's better than the show so far. You should probably do that. Hey, Eugene, like I, I don't I don't want to be like one of those insufferable people, but it's actually pronounced uh, Manju. Actually, the M is silent. It's Anga. It's Angela Merkel, actually. <laughs> do you remember when um, Hunter came back from Germany and among other really annoying things, one of them was you were asking him how uh, the Mercs was doing? Uh, you're like, yeah, yo, how's uh, how's Mercs doing over there? She's she doing a good job. And uh you were like, he was like, who? And we were like, Angela Merkel. And he was like, oh, Angela Merkel. <laughs> and we were like, all right. <laughs> that was one of many things during that trip that made me like want to distance you know myself what? from him I forever. Think, I think, I think to be perfectly fair, he might literally have never heard the name Ang- during Angela his time Merkel in the U.S. Yeah, in yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's one of those people who when he was in the U.S., he was very U.S. centric. It might have taken going to Germany. So he might have only ever heard her name. As Angela Merkel. <laughs> there was also um, <laughs> us walking from my house in Rosewood to Adam's house in Rosewood, which was like maybe a mile walk, probably less. And him, because we were walking at night in America, being 100 percent sure we were going to be shot by someone with a gun. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's the end of my media roundup. There we go. Clean cut. So we've been we've been goofing around playing games, having a good time talking about media, talking about little jokes, yucking it up, stuff like that. But these are little games. And we're here to talk about the big game. We're here to talk about the big game, which for us happened two days ago. For the audience, happened weeks ago. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did not. I did Google the score twice, once Ooh. during halftime and once at the end. Happy or not happy? I could not care less. <laughs> I'm not okay, even. But yeah. There's not even. But like, you watch the ads. You don't like the game, but you like to tune in to watch all the ads. Right? I did not watch the ads. What? Paul, you know I love ads. You know I think they're great. But the mm-hmm. only thing I watched was uh, the weekend's halftime show produced by one O Tricks Point Never, who I think you've mentioned before. By one one O Tricks Point Never. By one o nine point seven W N O K. You are listening to one o nine point seven W N O K. You're live on the radio. Please don't curse. <laughs> I don't know why I became like a like a dude selling stuff at an auction when I said that. You're listening to 1097 WNOK. No cap. Hey y'all, this is just Paul coming in for a little producer's note here to apologize. It's clearly 104.7 for all our Columbia, South Carolina heads. Um, 109.7, I have no idea what's on that channel, um, but it is not WNOK. That is 104.7. All right, guys, let's get back to the yucks. Uh, Just wanted to correct that mistake.
No cap. That was the pop channel, right? What was the hip hop yeah. one from Columbia? 100.1. 100.1. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it 100.1. <laughs> that that wasn't their slogan, but it should have been. <laughs> and then Rock 93.5 was the uh the rock one. No, uh, I didn't know about that, but I didn't have bad taste. Yeah. You played a lot of corn. <laughs> What was the classic rock one? What was the dad channel? That was kind of that. That was kind of yeah. Rock ninety three point five was kind of that one. It's crazy when you're like scrolling through radio, and you notice how many of the channels are just religious channels, and you're like, yeah, it's like the sliver of the world I'm living in is apparently one percent of all the things people are listening to. <laughs> oh no, Paul, we're the one percent. <laughs> And apparently, like, 50% of these channels are just, like, some guy being like, and uh, and Jesus came down. I can't do an impression of a, like, radio preacher. They're, they have too much energy. I can't, I can't hit those. If you want to do it, I will throw your audio into FL Studio and put the radio EQ over it to make it sound like you're on an old-timey radio. Okay, let me think. And the Lord spoke us upon his people, and he said, children, today the sinners will rot, and my sheep will expand upon all the fields of this earth. And here's Today by Danny Brown off of Atrocity Exhibition. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the big game. We're talking about the big game. I don't watch sports. You enjoyed a halftime show. Uh, what, what, when is, when is the Italian soccer league gonna have their uh, finals? Uh, when are they gonna have like the playoffs? So they, they're doing the Coppa Italia. So the, <sighs> this is gonna take too long to answer. Uh, there's like what, three. What, when's the day you're looking forward to? When does stuff come to a head? Well, that's what's difficult to determine, right? Because the title race is pretty close right now. But in the previous years, the last nine or 10 or 11 titles have been won by the same team, oftentimes with them like winning like seven weeks ahead of time where they, no one can catch up in points. So it's kind of hard to determine like when the last game is. Um, but we're over halfway in the season and things are looking pretty good, but there's still enough time for twists and turns to take place. Obviously, the Champions League is just about to come back. Um, Obviously, so that's, as that's I That's very exciting. Yeah. I was well aware. And that's always the finals in May. And then the Copa Italia, I think, happens the week before or the week after. And that's like the um, extra competition we have. That's like not like a point system. It's just a straight like knockout round. But we're already out of that. So who cares oh, really? about that? Yeah, wow. we got knocked out by our rivals. Um, oh, so that happens while everything else is going on. Yeah. And so those are fun because unlike the league where it's all of the people who are or all of the teams that are in the top league, the Copa Italia and like every league. So the Spanish and um, French and English leagues also have this where like. There was a really fun one earlier this year where Tottenham, who's in the Premier League, uh, faced a team that's in like the eighth tier of English League. So it's, it's literally people who have second jobs and who like live in this small like maritime city in England. And uh, like if they would have been able to have their crowd there, it would have been like 400 people uh, who played this like team that like makes millions, like every person on the team makes millions of dollars. They lost, I think, 5-0. But uh, you get fun matchups like that where if, like little teams who are minnows get far enough. They get to play like these really huge, um, you know, like actually professional teams. So you, you get those kind of matchups that are really fun. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. And I mean, it, it's one of those things where, I mean, I forget who, uh, it's like one of those, wait, 
you're the one who's told me this fact before, so I don't, I was gonna say I don't remember where I've heard this, but I heard it from you, where it's like, when it comes to soccer, it's like, there's always that fact about, like, an average game, like, for Liverpool during, like, the regular season has more people watching it than the Super Bowl does, like, in the US, like, obviously that's the football, like, that's the bigger sport, um, yeah, there there is like this kind of like epicness to soccer that even American football like it just just because of the worldwide aspect of soccer it just never feels like it's quite as big as yeah I think that's true I mean even baseball gets like the you know Japan Puerto Rico or like Dominica or whatever other like countries are also fanatics about it but like football really is a very American uh, thing mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean it's bad I mean the snacks seem cool. I would love oh. to have some buffalo chicken dip yesterday, but I did not. I get. Uh, um, I'll, I never said it was bad at all. I'll say the sport to play with your friends in the backyard as a kid. Football is a way better sport than soccer. What? Way more fun. Yeah. All you need throwing, is a ball. Throwing is more fun than kicking. All you need it to play in a backyard is a football. Like you don't have to set up a goalpost in your backyard. Like. And then how do you how do you how do you get your how do you get your kicking points after you <laughs> score a touchdown? <laughs> How to get your kick points? <laughs> um, and there's you're not just constantly running. You, you, there's little breaks, which is quite nice. <laughs> well, that's the thing about soccer is if you're good at it, you let the ball do the running. That's what my uh, coach when I was 13 told me. That sounds like some fake ass advice. That makes no sense. You got to like, give the ball. What, what are you talking about? You got to catch up with it. it. It's a message about passing the ball instead of trying to do everything yourself. Then he should have said, "Pass the ball, or don't run that often." <laughs> and what if you're the two Italian twins on a team um, of not that talented young kids? And you Massimo and Maximo. <laughs> yeah. What if you're Massimo and Maximo, and your dad's at the butcher shop, and you got to do all the running so that the rest of the team uh, they're not that good. You can't pass to them. That's true. That's true. That happens a lot. Yeah. Very common. So, what was your big game experience, Paul? Uh, I'm not even like one of those people where it's like, oh, he doesn't care about sports, but he loves like professional gaming. Like, I don't have like that sort of immediate substitute that I guess a lot of people who don't care about traditional sports do. Are you one of those people who will, and I know you're not, but I'm going to put up this question just for conversation, who will call it like sports ball and pretend to be like woefully ignorant about it as a way to like make a joke about it? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I also... I, that that's very cringy i feel um, bad because i called someone out on that once because like obviously we're like a room of academics and i was like i like if you don't like sports that's fine but you don't have to like play this game of like well they're playing the sports ball on the television this week <laughs> these dumb jocks yeah uh, yeah 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 I, I find that quite quite annoying yeah it's just i've never i think it's 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 maybe like just um i my dad didn't really care about any sports growing up so that's probably the biggest reason I don't care. I'm not 100% sure my dad knows the rules to any sports. <laughs> oh. So he's like the opposite of like a Rick Astley. Like, you don't know the rules, and I don't either. Is that a Rick Astley lyric? You know the rules, and so do I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you... I'm on it with the musical bits today. <laughs> you actually hit that really well. Like, you did a pretty good Rick Astley impression. <laughs> I'm also going to put the radio filter up of that one on that part. <laughs> oh my god, if we wanted to be obnoxious, right 
here is where we would clip in just a full song to make people listen yeah, to it. Yeah, but we're not gonna do that. Uh, yeah, we're actually not. I would be kind of pissed if you tried. <laughs> If I tried, <laughs> it's if like it's something yeah, that I would attempt because to you fail. Would fail because when I got the MP3, <laughs> I would remove it. No cap. Hey y'all, producer Paul just signing in one more time to give you a little quick. Uh, you're welcome. You didn't have to listen to that whole song. I'm watching out for you guys. No cap. Um. Okay. Okay. Wait. Where were Where were we? Um. Oh yeah. Sports ball. People who talk call it sports ball. Football. Yeah. I don't have like a a like a really like a, most people write like they really care about League of Legends or something like that or uh if they don't care about sports yeah, you people. know like there's like that one I I can't like I don't care about any pro gaming things either um trying to think paul how do you feel about people who make like the distinctions between like chess is a sport darts are a sport pools a sport poker is a sport how do you feel about that whole conversation oh you know i hate it. i hate any conversation that's a definition conversation Semantics. yeah i never like what a what a boring waste of time i mean yeah paul is a notorious anti-semantite <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's up there with like the the famous food ones like is ravioli or is uh is is a pop tart ravioli or yeah we had that during our recruitment weekend where we had uh, icebreaker rooms where we got to meet people in smaller groups during our Zoom meeting and one was that of like whether or not a hot dog what's your favorite sandwich and is a hot dog a sandwich and like immediately I was like who who cares <laughs> yeah I'm out of here <laughs> it's such a yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Obviously, you're just de debating the definition of a sandwich, which words have no definition. It's just what we agree on. Oh, my God. It's drug me into the conversation. <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, uh, one of my favorite Richard Dawkins quotes. Uh, words are our servants, not our masters. Hmm. He said that while talking about the definition of a gene, which also has a very um, debated and controversial definition in specialized spheres. Hmm. And... Um, Ironically, he came up with the word that's been misused the most. Uh, meme. meme. People don't know that. He specifically said, I don't care if it's because it's based off the spelling of gene. You pronounce it meme. <laughs> you don't pronounce <laughs> it like gene. <laughs> I don't care that I named it after my cousin Eugene. <laughs> I don't care that I was wearing that pair of Levi's that made my ass look great. <laughs> <laughs> they're not <laughs> they're not named after jeans <laughs> where are we <laughs> um we're still talking about the big game we we're supposed to talk about football at some point right actually i was gonna tell this story earlier um one moment that really stuck out to me once was i was sitting in a first year stats class as a grad student and on my laptop during lecture, as people were coming in, I was catching up on a Champions League game between Manchester City and Napoli, which I really root for Italian teams in the Champions League. And a girl in my program comes up behind me and says, oh, I didn't know you were into soccer. And I was like, that's the first time someone's assumed that I wasn't into soccer and needed it disproven. <laughs> I think racism has been solved just now. <laughs> I didn't know you were into t-shirts, Adrian. Just kind of, you had a poncho vibe. <laughs> Never knew why. 
yeah it was like it was so bizarre to me the first time in my entire life like someone came up to me and was like oh that's weird you're into soccer interesting I think, because, <laughs> I think because she knew you from probably an academic setting she was more surprised that you were into sports and like right you just assume academics I, I think are that's more probably the background the sports but... ball people rather than I'm going to assume that she is actually one of those people that doesn't see color. <laughs> um, we ended up playing on a soccer team together, too, and she's really she's much better than I am. She's rad. So shout yeah, out to we've her. gone off in so many directions. I think this is one of those topics where I've kind of just got to interview you because it's not interesting to hear about how I don't know about sports. It's just interesting to hear about how you feel about soccer. All right. Anything else you want to say before going into the articles? No, let's, uh, let's jump in. All right. Um, I'll go first. Um, since I've got a pretty on-brand article, although I'll go ahead and give away the game and say that uh, Paul and I are bringing in articles from the same publication. So, Paul, if you want to give the introduction of the publication and like the author or anything, I, that that can be. Yeah, up to you. I don't know that much about the author of this one um, at Zeke, but I do know about the publication at SB. Why did I put an at? It's at John Boyce, who is a editor at SB Nation, or writer, I'm actually not sure, and I'm not going to look it up. Y'all look it up. It's very accessible information. But uh, SB Nation, the reason I went to this site when Adrian said, oh, we're doing an episode on on the big, the game. big game, and I was like, oh, that sounds like a fine theme. I'll find something sports-related. And as a, as, a, as a massive nerd who has one point of context for sports, I was like, I like John Boys. He writes for SB Nation. Uh, let me go to SB Nation to find out if they have an advice column. And I was hoping it was a John Boyd one. It was not. It's another uh, writer. But they seem to hire all around good people. Uh, their YouTube channel is pretty good. And it every every type of video they produce, I mean, when it doesn't have John, the comments are all, where's John Boyd? But they're all still pretty good anyway, even when John isn't in it. So they overall have good writers and uh, good content creators over there at SB Nation. <laughs> Oh, do you want me to introduce a column as well? It's it's called Couldn't Be Me. And it actually took me a second to realize what the context or the concept of the column was. Because every column, at least before like 2019 August, was them having somebody or like writing in a question from the perspective of some famous sports story. And they were writing in... So they would pretend to be like, there was one that we didn't bring in that was like uh, a soccer player who got caught having sex on his live stream and forgot to turn off his mic. And so the question is, I got caught in front of a million people having sex on my live stream. And then it would like link to the article of like the news story. All right. So Adrian, yeah, if you want to jump into your call. Cool. So the theme is obviously the big game. So this is kind of like this um, kind of like original novel idea that I've been thinking of. But, um, you know, one of the things about America, it's like it's we treat the two political parties like they're sports teams. Am I right? Like we're fans of different sports teams. So like the big game, like that's like the presidential election, like the midterms, that's the playoffs. Am I right? Like that's that's what's going on in America. Right. Can we talk about that for a you second? You should have warned me. We're going to talk about politics. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's talk about it. Oh no, no, no! There, there was a hot sec where I was going to bring in a political uh, article, and that was going to be my intro. Was <laughs> uh, maybe it's just me, but for me, have you thought about how like people treat politics like it's sports in America? <laughs> Paul takes off his glasses and puts his hands over his face. I mean, you're right. You that is an obnoxious type of person, and. <laughs> 
It's like, uh, uh, maybe if we weren't just voting down the ticket for the same party, we'd make some solutions. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, hey, guess what? Nancy Pelosi, not a quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean, Paul? I really Anyways. don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how to do this character anymore. <laughs> I really can't get myself into the mindset of somebody who's really big. Yeah, I know. Idea. I think I just thought it was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is me taking the big game very literally as a theme. So in this week's advice column, when is it okay to bail on a family event, and when is it absolutely not? The title? Couldn't be me. Was it wrong to ditch the birth of my child to go coach football? Yes. Paul? Yeah. Oh, thoughts off top. Yes. Yeah. It, it, 100%. It is, like, look, I, I mean, I know it can probably, anybody's job can feel like the biggest, most important thing in the world, and sure, when you're a coach, I'm sure there's a lot more money behind it, but, I mean your child oh this guy's coaching little league in this question <laughs> that'd be tight um yeah no your child's born once dude go go to your like it's your it, it's your job like it's it's all right like miss a day right. work i believe was who who was it that came up with that phrase yobo you're only born once oh drake he, he said that in one of his songs that's right yobo the motto with uh lil wayne <laughs> So let me ask you a question. Where was your dad while you were being born? I think my dad did miss my sister's birth, but from like just not getting there on time. Um, I, mm. And I think for me and my brother, he was he was there in the hospital. I don't think in the room. He was at the vending machine. I've never asked him. I don't. I don't know what the rules or like customs of Canada at that time were. So I don't know if it makes it better, but either during my brother's birth or my sister's birth or my birth. My dad was out playing soccer with his friend. So that's why that this column really resonated with me and uh, why I wanted to bring it up. Okay. Dear Adam, I'm a football coach. This sport is my life. It's always been my life. It's the passion that everything else around me is built on. I've dedicated most of my waking hours in my childhood and adult life to the sport. Now, some people think this passion has consumed me and that it's unhealthy. The example that they use is that after my wife gave birth, I asked her, you good? While her organs were still out after her C-section. And when she said yes, I left to go back to my football team without even cutting the umbilical cord, which I don't think is his job. I think that's the doctor's job, right? Sometimes they hand the thing to the dad and they say, if you want to. Even my quarterback was shocked. Now, my wife supports my obsession with the game, and I'm probably never going to change. But is there something wrong with what I did? I love if someone... prefaces a question even if it's fake with i'm not gonna change but here's my question to you (laughs) um football is my life the only way to be the best is to think about it 24 7 i just don't see the problem that other people do okay so this is um just to remind the audience this is something that was a news story that the writers of sb nation repurposed to kind of create an advice column context um so do you want to click on the link on the article and let us know who this actually was that they're kind of like mocking it's um the seattle seahawks guy what's his name adam gase adam gase all right um yeah no uh i think i think what he should have done is taking his wife to the football taking game. his wife to the football game that's what i was gonna say yeah i mean 
you do a Dexter, you put her on a stretcher, and very obviously roll her out of the hospital with no interference from anybody else. Spoiler alert for the season you, finale, you, or the series finale. You can get anywhere with uh, with uh, the right hat and a clipboard, Adrian, mm. in confidence. You can get anywhere in this world. I think you should have done, uh, we've already referenced kicking and screaming once in this movie, but your child's not going to be good at in football. In this movie? In this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we've already referenced that movie once your child's not going to be good at football now you have to be there to place a little football plushie in his crib at birth yeah you have to be there right at the birth to give him the option between a football a pen and a sword <laughs> to let him know which what his destiny is depending on which one he picks <laughs> dumb babies some of them don't even know that the pen is mightier than the sword it's just a lie you take the sword <laughs> <laughs> I guess this one's hard for me to relate to because of how anti-child I am. Like, I can't imagine this ever happening to me. So for me, it's very much like a, I don't know, go coach your football team or like fucking go to Subway. Who cares? Like, do whatever. Adrian, so you're telling me, okay, I know you don't want to be a parent. uh, Is that a parent? If you accidentally fell into that situation, you would abandon the child with no remorse. Uh, No, I didn't say that. I wouldn't say I'd come back later to pick him up after I'm done getting my Italian sub. So, but you would still be an absentee father who didn't really feel emotionally attached to the child, just because that's your your logical I, opinion about having children. I can't imagine putting weight on like a, a situation like that. No, uh, you're a bad. Like, person. can you imagine? Could you imagine being upset because you missed your child's first steps? It's like they're they're fucking walking all the time after that. Like, who cares? Yes, absolutely. Ugh, no, <laughs> Jesus. <Gross. laughs> You should have. You could have taken the kid with you to football practice. They're about the a, a newborn child's about the size of your the size of pig. a football. <laughs> your oh. big skin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great father son bonding moment. Take that little chicharron with you. Chicharron. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't. I can't imagine caring about whether or not you're there or not. That's so different. I think it it would be so wrong to not be there at the birth of your child. Nah. <laughs> I didn't like I guess I guess this goes both ways. Like I didn't want my I didn't want to put my parents through me graduating college and high school. Like I was like pick one or go to neither. Like I don't even want to go. Oh, I like, thought you were going to say you wouldn't make your wife go to the birth. No, 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 no. Well, probably by the time we're in the future that'll be a thing, an option. But no, that's like a thing for me too where it's like I don't I don't really see much value in these events. Like I'm I I don't want I know it's boring. Like I don't want you to be there. Like we should all just skip and go to Denny's instead and get dinosaur chicken nuggets. I think you're really looking at this from an abstracted point of view. A, a child's birth is not the same as a graduation. And I don't really you think them handing you a piece of paper is the same as a woman pushing a little baby human out of her vagina. Hey man, everyone gets born. My dad never got that piece of paper. So One's you're saying than the other. graduation is more important because of its rarity status? You could argue. No, you really couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I think you could. I really don't think you could. I think buddy. you could. <laughs> All right, argue for it. <laughs> One happens left off less often. One's, if you think about it, more of a miracle than the other. You know what? You're right. A Guatemalan graduating from high school is a miracle. Let alone graduating from college? Yeah. Uh, you've convinced me. 
if my dad comes to my PhD dissertation ceremony, that means way more than him coming to my birth. Like, I'm okay with him skipping out on that first one and being there for the second one. Interesting. Um, I mean, it's not that it... No, but you're misunderstanding me. You're really thinking of this from, like, the child's perspective. I get that the baby doesn't know or care. I'm thinking of this from the mother and from, like... I feel like you should want to be there because you should be so excited to have a child. Like, it's a sign of... Oh, no, no. I'm sure the coach wants to be there, but he also wants to be the football game. You have to weigh them both. It's not that he <laughs> doesn't want to be there. I it's that you have to weigh them the both out. The excitement of the fact that you're having a child that you planned to have and that you wanted to have and that you're having with presumably Dude, your wife should over... We're actually in an argument. This is no fun. <laughs> he's a football coach. He's probably going to have like seven of them things. Like He doesn't have to be there for every single one. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. gonna have skyler tyler aiden Braden, right. Jaden. football coaches are up there with christian families with church families <laughs> with catholics for unnecessary amount of children bro he's gonna get to experience it at some point oh my god what he's supposed to be there with like a big old camcorder recording his wife's pussy like what are you talking about yeah and he's supposed to eat that <laughs> He's supposed to be drawing like those little lines with the marker. He's like, <laughs> and over here we can see that there's one, there, there's an opening. We that don't understand the, about could, the uh... genius of this play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be doing bits like he's a like he's a broadcaster. Okay, if I can do bits, if I'm allowed to do bits, I don't know if that's allowed by law, but if I'm allowed to do bits of the birth, then yeah, I'll go in there. You know what? You know what? Chuck Schumer doesn't want to make that part of the stimulus plan, but Bernie's fighting for it. So I think you'll be allowed to do bits at the birth of your child. Yeah, I think for sure. Like, as soon as it comes out, when my wife is like, eh, it like, comes well, out. Wife, as soon as it comes out. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it comes out. And my partner, who's not my wife, because I would never get married, <laughs> says, uh, like, she's just relieved and she can't see the actual baby. I'm just going to be like, oh, shit, do these other two arms fall off or is it supposed to have four arms? <laughs> like, I'm just coming out ripping. <laughs> uh, do you want to read the answer? I, we disagree. Uh, I don't know if there's much more to say about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send your letters in, people. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Leave a review. Leave a five-star review on iTunes and tell us. And give us your op- your opinions. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we actually only see it if you leave a five-star review. Yeah. So we're not telling you because we want that five-star review. It's mm-hmm. just mechanics. All right. That's fucking ridiculous. And I'm glad you found one of the only women in the world who would allow you to run back to a football field while her guts were hanging out after an operation to bring your child into the world. Okay, you see, I really hate how the answer is going, though. I don't like this, like, women have to reel in their man. It should be something you want to do. It's kind of stupid for the answer to immediately be like... Interesting. (laughs) Interesting, Paul. Even writing this hasn't helped me comprehend how wild that scenario is. You're good is what you asked a friend when they tripped while walking, not a spouse who got her stomach cut open. Bro, you wrote the question. <laughs> you wrote your you wrote him asking that question. <laughs> now I'm thinking of all the other inappropriate times to ask somebody, "You good?" Imagine instead of symbolically burning down the Iron Throne, Drogon walked over the body of Daenerys, nudged her with his nose, and then in a surprisingly childlike but clear voice said, Hey, Mom, you good? I'm just going to go out and fly around for a bit. I'll be back later. That's a Game of it's a Game of Thrones reference. Imagine if Jenny Weasley didn't use the didn't live in the burrows, and instead uh, she asked Molly and Fred, uh, You good? 
I, I have no idea. I just fucking hate references to pop culture to make a point. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. <clears throat> but there's some scene work. Paul, do you have the article open? Um, no, but yeah, let me uh, let me open it. Oh, actually, no, never mind. It's only one. It's it's one person, so I can do this. Oh, okay. Um, so this is at the scene of the crucifixion of Jesus. Jesus looking up to the sky. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <laughs> Which, um, really quick, if you guys haven't seen Black Jesus, definitely watch Black Jesus for the line. Father, forgive them, for they know not what the fuck they do. <laughs> um, Jesus looking at one of the thieves. Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus to his mother. Mary. Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Jesus talking to the sky again. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus before receiving a wetted sponge. I thirst. Jesus announcing the end of his earthly life. It is finished. Jesus announcing his reunion with God. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Judas arriving late. Yo, you good? You seem alright. Nice abs, too. Have you been working out? Look, I'm gonna go buy some things in the market. Take care of yourself. Is this actually all in the answer? That is all in the answer. That was a bit from the author. Anyway, no, that's absurd. I understand the sports myths that to achieve true greatness, you must care about the job above everything else. But that idea is extremely poisonous, wrong, and tends to produce the worst kind of human beings. It's the sporting version of the asshole genius trope that appears in art and STEM. More great people have also been nice in this world than the opposite. But damn, that idea of being an asshole correlates with intense genius has just hasn't died. You don't have to be Kobe Bryant or Dr. House. You can stay with your wife and spend time with your child and still be great at your job. In the words of Julie from Street Fighter, go home and be a family man. All right, Paul, any uh, thoughts on that answer? That very, very good answer. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy that answer that much. Um, I kind of feel like I win the debate because of that answer. (laughs) Just because he was on my side, but not that funny. Yeah. Uh, No. Yeah, do you have anything else to say about yours? Should we move on to my article, Adrian? Absolute zero. Let's go to yours. Yeah. So the the article I brought in was uh, the USWNT just beat my team 13 to zero. What do I do now? Adrian, do you remember this news story? Yeah, of course. Um, this was interesting because it had an air of um, American brutalism to it, where there were like actual talking heads on news stories being like, they went too far. Mm-hmm. this was unacceptable um and then there are people being on the other side of it of like well you're not respecting your opponent if you don't play your best the entire time and all of those like dumb conversations of like i don't know man it's, it was just a sport game like i think we're all gonna survive this um uh, okay so this article so you remember it happening so um yes, quite oh and by the way i think i didn't mention this but us wnt is us women's national team so this was during the qualifiers, right? Was it no, 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 this qualifiers? was in the World Cup. Oh, it was in the World Cup. Yeah, this was in the World Cup. Famously, uh, who, who is the, uh, Megan Rapinoe? Mm-hmm. Uh, who, She's got that pink she, pixie cup. That's... She called out Trump during the, during, after like two or three really good wins from the U.S. team. And then Trump was like, hey, you haven't won the trophy yet, honey. And, and then they won the trophy. And then... <laughs> talked more shit about donald trump, he was like so. but you haven't won you haven't won the biggest baseball trophy you haven't won the men's world cup yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah but megan how good are you at chess <laughs> but okay so this column is written by neon grutai 
Um, I'm the coach of the international team that just competed in the biggest competition in the world. The fact that we made the tournament was a big success for us. We really wanted to leave a good well, impression. The, the, the Women's World Cup is not the biggest competition in the world. The World Cup's the biggest competition in the Hush. world. Hush. No, it's, well, it's all the <laughs> biggest competition, Women's or Men's World Cup. It's a World Cup, Adrian. Okay. I get what you're saying, but I don't want the, the people to hear it. <laughs> Let's dog whistle for a second. <laughs> whistle, 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 whistle. I'm just, I'm trying to wait night so people don't think. I think that the You're going to get laid so hard after this episode, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, moving I back. Know why. I don't even know why I made that point. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of an obnoxious point to make. We could have just left that out. Okay. Oh. No, but we got a good bit out of it, so it's worth it. <laughs> The last time we were in the tournament, we lost by a historic number of goals. I don't even want to mention how many. It was obscene. Unfortunately, unfortunately, not only did we not make the best impression again, but we lost by an even bigger margin this time. So much that there was an argument about whether our opponents should have been celebrating as much as they ran up the score. I don't have too much time for whether what they did was right, but it is heartbreaking for me and the players that this is how our adventure this summer has started. Our team isn't the best, and a lot of that comes from institutional failures, so they may just be the case of growing pains, but that understanding doesn't help with how bad it feels to be at the receiving end of such a decimation. We have at least two more games, but I'm not sure how to get the players up for them after such a disaster. Can I just say, before we start, this person, how he writes for other people, is so funny. Like, anybody would ever say, when they're leading a national team would ever say something like our team isn't the best but a lot of that comes yeah, from institutional say, like, you can't failures have that. yeah like when you're the coach of a national team it doesn't matter if you're not a great national team you're you're the way you talk is we're number one we're going to the top we have a great team this year we're gonna win no matter what nobody talks like hey you know what let's be fair we're not the best <laughs> you want me to ruin that some more I was just taking a sip. You can you can also make your own point, or you can riff on it more. But baby boy, that's that's how a conversation works. You can say whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. What's up with the fact that like he wrote it as if it was a person who had English as their native language? <laughs> <laughs> this person's from Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, you have to go into a tournament being like we're contenders. You can't go in there being like that, that's that's a big part of sports. That's a big part of like even like that's a big part between rap and sports is like. There are people where like little people be like, I'm the best rapper ever. And they'll do an interview and they'll be like, well, if I don't believe I'm the best rapper ever, then why am I doing this? Like there, there's such a mentality of like, if you're not gunning to be number one, then what's the point? And like, I think a, a coach would realistically take that kind of mentality. Even if it's just like for the idea of you would never say that to the media, <laughs> you would yeah, clearly yeah. never. He he clearly contrives some extra points for him to like latch onto later. Mm hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. the way you would word something like a lot of that comes from institutional failures. Uh, when you make that point, you would make it with "we need more money and resources." You wouldn't say. So yeah, that being said, it is becoming more common to be transparent about those things. So Andres Villas-Boas was just um, fired from the uh, manager position at Marseille, and they did really bad in the Champions League, which is like the all European competition. And one of his famous quotes from that when they like lost every game in their group stage was, hey, to be shit in the Champions League, you have to qualify for the Champions League. And we did that. <laughs> and I absolutely like he, he like before he got fired, he was famously giving out like really, really like truthful quotes about like, hey, I wanted to buy good players over the springtime. 
they gave me no money so this is what you get <laughs> we end up sucking <laughs> cool 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 i like yeah. that yeah yeah it's becoming more common but once again uh, he 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 worded it like how i would have worded it we need more money resources and support not institutional yeah. failures yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you think about it, the legacy of colonialism makes it such that... You know, really, there wasn't enough intersectionality as far as... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me go back and see what the actual, like, thrust of the question was. It's how do I inspire my players after a loss like that? Yeah, and the point is, you've already done what you're supposed to... You've already done more than you're supposed to do. Mm. Everything else is icing. So you don't think, like, a... You don't think, like, a Domino's and ice cream sundae party would, like, really, like, get them back on, like, that it would, like, really raise their spirits? Paul, I love that you make that comment, because you know the big meme from Leicester having their, like, Cinderella miracle winning season in the English Premier League was that whenever they won, they were promised a pizza party. <laughs> I didn't know that. Is that, a, <laughs> so, yeah, this was a, this, yeah, this was Claudio Ranieri, an Italian manager who managed Leicester City in England. And a big part of it was about how part of his motivation to the team was whenever they won, they got a pizza party <laughs> the next during the next week. <laughs> and so that was a really, yeah, that was a big meme during that oh, uh, campaign winning season. <laughs> well, you know, I just recreated my mind palace. That came out of my mind palace, that meme that captured so many people's imaginations. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you have good, ins you have good instincts. You could be a really good manager. <laughs> There is also, God damn it! Okay, I'm, I'm. We should have a soccer episode where I can talk about all this stuff instead of this. But there is also a big meme about how some of the biggest and like most intellectually like thought of managers in football are always uh, bald. So there, <laughs> there's an extra meme of like uh, Zidane and like Pep Guardiola and all these like bald uh, men who are. That makes sense. Kinda... I always thought of like the two like big careers for bald men who kind of look like me, like kind of skinny, lanky bald men is soccer coach or architect mm -hmm. like but like an artsy mm -hmm. architect you know what i mean like one who's like yeah like one who's like oh this building it represents the uh it represents men's hubris this is why it, uh, it reaches it reaches above 600 mitra the way that i put it the entire building on two skinny poles really represents man's hubris that a single gust of wind could knock this building down <laughs> <laughs> and will at some point knock this building down is, home to 6000 refugees here in Zurich they said to build a building that is a massive jenga with rockam sakam robots punching it on both sides was but asking for failure and disaster and i said what is life but to ask for failure and to ask for disaster <laughs> <laughs> all right do you want to read the answer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all right International tournaments are so peculiar in that not only are results determined by talent and coaching, but by gaps in funding and resources as well, no matter the sport. Often, when you see a team losing by a large margin, what you're seeing is the on-field outcome of a lot of failures of off the field. The failures occur for a combination of reasons that include things like disinterest, lack of money, corruption, sexism, and lack of leadership. The difficulty is that even with all of this knowledge, Players still want to win, and losing so badly will naturally dent one's confidence. No matter how much players talk about moving on to the next match, no one forgets games like that. I still remember games from childhood tournaments that still hurt. 
I can't imagine the pain that comes from experiencing that level of loss on the international stage. And then there's also the pain of knowing that you're part of the team that had to suffer in order for future generations to prosper. It's your visible pain and historic defeats that will serve as motivation for the institutions around the team to take an interest in improvement. This generation is the sacrificial lamb. What your team is doing, even in losing, will be an important step towards a brighter future. And hopefully one day, you can look back at the loss and feel detached and almost not recognize the experience because things will be so much better. I think it's important to remind the players that they deserve their place on the international stage, that the loss doesn't diminish them nor their accomplishments thus far. They should know that even if they feel like the butt of a bad joke, that for many of their own fans, and especially for children who had never seen themselves reflected on such a big stage, they are inspiring and beloved. And so I thought that was actually very on point. Uh, Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a little overly saccharine, I think, but it's good. The other thing that I want to point out is... um. A big part of the context of this is that this news story lasted all of two days. It's not, it's not, there, there are like losses that like are still jokes to this day, but this is not one of them. Like this isn't like a butt of a joke that lasted all that long. But this was a little bit more of like, wasn't just of interest to people who liked soccer. It was of interest. Yeah. A lot of people felt the need to like give their un, (laughs) their unexperienced opinion on this. Yes. I will say that. Um, but yeah, in general, a better, a better answer for sure. There was no, uh, Game of Thrones reference or, uh, Jesus monologue. And like Princess Khaleesi before them, your women's soccer team is an inspiration to little girls everywhere. Yeah, no, he didn't do any cheesy shit like that. It was a good answer. All right. That's not worth keeping. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Third segment. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you feel about like just general context about like, I think soccer is one of the big sports that a lot of their tournaments are points based across multiple games whereas most american tournaments are knockout but isn't this stuff kind of encouraged because of the format of like a points base can mean that even if you like tie both of the others it could be like the tipping balance for whether or not you continue in the tournament like how much you score could matter if you end up tying or if you lose another one but by not that much yeah that's a good point so this was in the group stage where like it's because you're only playing three games, it's often that you tie with someone else. And so having like the point advantage based on goals scored is an important thing. So like, yeah, running up the score like that is important. Not only that, but for do games Do you think like that this, should be changed so this stuff isn't encouraged? Or do you think it's just like, that's a good part of how they're No, it's a useful like way to, it's a useful way to like separate teams. Um, the other thing that's really important is that um, there are really prestigious trophies historically for like not only who scored the most during a single world cup but like Miroslav Kloza a German fella in the 2016 or 2018 world cup broke the record for most number of goals scored in a world cup uh, which is cumulative so like if you have the opportunity to play a team where you can score a bunch of goals you can make history yeah which really Um, encourages this type of thing and really takes off the edge on like you can't really blame the U.S. women's soccer team when you put those things into context you're trying to get that golden boot and this, this is an easy way to do it yeah nice okay just something i and it didn't seem like this article was really tackling that question it's just something to discuss because that was kind of the big discussion around what happened yeah for sure yeah so you want to move on to our third segment Alrighty, righty so adrian for the third segment since this episode's about the big game i brought in a third segment that's big game or big game what i'm gonna do for you here adrian is it is a quiz and i'm going to name a big game animal you have to respond with either one of two things or both things 
to get an extra point. You can tell me what sports team, if any, has that animal as its mascot or as its symbol and its logo, mascot or symbol and logo, because it's not always both. And you have to tell me what country has the highest population of that animal within its borders. Now, if you get one or the other, you get one point. If you get both, you get an extra point and you get three points. But so there are there can be trick questions where there is an animal that you list that no sports team uses as their... You can still... You, some of them have very obscure sports teams that are not like common in American sports. Mm. But maybe you know of something, and I'll Google it if you mention something I haven't heard of. Okay, okay. And, and double check for you. No need to Google it. You can just trust me. <laughs> so I have 14 of these. For each one, you can either get one or three points. You either get both things and you get three points, or you get one point if you get just one right, or zero if you get nothing right. And I'm thinking 20 points uh, will be will be considered a success. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first one up. We have a buck, but specifically we're going to concentrate on a male of the white-tailed deer population since a buck can be a male of a lot of different mammals. But for the sports team, you can give me anything that's a buck, but what country has the most white-tailed deer inside um... its borders? Okay, so Bucks, weren't they in the Super Bowl this year? Like, as of yesterday? Like, wasn't that, it was the the Buccaneers? No, that's right, it was Pirates, not uh, not Bucks, the deer. Um, I love that our lack of sports knowledge is already coming out so hard. White-tailed deer is North America, so I'm going to say either USA or Canada. So USA? I, will, I will give you that, yep. And then sports team, in third grade, I played for a soccer team where our mascot was the white-tailed deer. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I will not be ex accepting local look teams it up. that I have Google not it. heard of. Okay, yeah, what, what was your soccer <laughs> no, team? No, 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 it was called, it was called the Columbia White-Tailed Deer. Boys. Columbia White. You're called White-Tails and White-Lies. <laughs> sorry, and nothing comes up on Google. If you want to send me a link, I'll review it, but. No, if it can't be verified, that's fine. I don't want to go through my, um. All right, so we would have accepted the NBA teams of Milwaukee Bucks. <sighs> Fuck, that, I could see it in my head. All right, let me just... One point for Adrian. Okay, the next we have the Cougar. Cougar. I think that's also North America, Canada, um, USA. And famously... Well, do you want to specify a certain country? I'm going to say North America. I'm going to need something more specific. Oh, you know what? I sound really dumb there. I meant to say the USA. Nope. Sorry. Canada. Canada. Okay. And then the Cougars, obviously Pleasant Hill Middle School. Yes. We would have also accepted uh, Birmingham Young uh, University for their mascot Cosmo the Cougar. But Pleasant Hill Middle School that we both attended is the Cougar. So you are at two points. And do you know who drew our uh, actual official logo? Who drew it? They had an open competition our first year that we were open. Oh, and... I remember them having a competition about what our mm -hmm. mascot was going to be, but I remember it very much upsetting me because even as a child, I could tell that they were rigging it because what it was like the cougars, the butterflies, and like, oh. it was like a bunch of lame things and the cougars. And it was very obvious that we were voting on what they wanted us to vote on. That was, yeah, that was sort of my issue. I think I did a write-in answer. That was my first time doing a write-in candidate. <laughs> Um, but we also did a um, a flag 
To put a write-in candidate on a children, like, they knew there was no way anybody was, like... (laughs) (laughs) Gonna do a coordinated campaign. Coordinated a campaign. They were such dicks pretending to give us that option. (laughs) Anyways, long story short, it was uh, Samantha, Mark's little sister. Oh, shout out to Samantha. I'm sure you love the show. I'm sure you listen to every episode. Yeah, I'm sure she does. Uh, The Wild Boars. Um, Do you know what country wild boars are most commonly found in and do you know a sports team that uses wild boars as their logo big Easy. game or big game the wild boar is most frequent in mongolia and it is a mascot for the sports team the boar's head basketball boys <laughs> okay i'll, I'll google that <laughs> is this one of those things where i can trick you and just like googling something that you don't want to google (laughs) by stringing together the right words together google pen island there is the board's head resort sports club let me see if they um no they're just a sports club that happens i'm sorry that is not a real team so this was one where i weren't wasn't expecting you to know a team because when i first googled wild boars uh sports team the best i could come up with was the Krakujevek, Krakujevek Wild Boars, who are an American football team that plays in Serbia. Krakujevek. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was going to say Romania. So, so and Wild Boar data isn't really wild, widely available, but you you named a you named a country that they're from, so they are, hey! they, are they are native to Mongolia. So I'll count that. The problem with Wild Boar data is they're in every country, and there's a lot of them. That's the problem with wild boars. Can we talk about that for a second? Dude, I literally found academic papers of people trying to map out where yeah, wild yeah, boars yeah. are and how many there are. There They're a no big way. issue at Congaree National Park in South Carolina, yeah. I did find one really unprofessional answer I guess I should read to you. It kind of made me laugh. It was um, one person on Quora answered the question of which country has the most wild boars really badly. They answered it with... This is pure speculation, but I guess maybe the United States. <laughs> there, there's a lot of them in Texas, and there's a lot of them in a lot of the states. That's good reasoning. <laughs> that's a, that's an educated guess. All right, Adrian. The kangaroo. Australia, mate. Yes, and that I'm is gonna correct. say there the the uh, the uh, I'm gonna put some shrimp on the barbie right here and say that they're probably the mascot of the Socceroos. Let me Google that. The Socceroos. The Australian National Soccer Team. Mascot. It's not a mascot. It's their nickname. It's an official nickname. It is also. Officially sanctioned. It is also their mascot. They have a kangaroo. There you go. And Um, this is something that I've wanted to rant about before, which is the old wives tale. The stupid myth. And I don't even know why it upsets me. But the idea of, like, America's, it's kind of like the customary versus imperial system where, um, or metric versus imperial system where people always say, like, America's the only country that does this. We're not the only country that calls football soccer. Uh, Australia does it, obviously, by the name of the nickname of their soccer team. There's also South Africa and at least a couple other countries in Africa that call it some derivation of soccer. And importantly you have countries like italy which don't use either derivation of football or soccer that call it calcio which is uh the italian word for boot uh so this this it it is similar in the sense that like if you look up countries that use um customary versus metric it is the u.s and like three other places 
but it's also just it's it's just not only the U.S. and it's not only uh, countries that either say soccer or football. Like it's just a total myth, and I don't know why it's so pervasive. Adrian, do you think when Italian children are learning how to find Italy on the map, they're lear- they learn to find the country that's shaped like a calcio? Yeah, I think you're actually correct. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So next we have the Turkey, and I will since Turkey's there's. Very little information on which country has the most wild turkeys. I'll accept the answer for the question of the country that raises the most turkeys or the country that eats the most turkeys per capita. Well, I mean, I know they're from the U.S. Like, they're from North America as a continent. Uh, Is is that your final answer? Who raises the most turkeys? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. And do you want to guess who eats the most turkeys for even... Last one, you got three points. I'll give you four points if you guess who who eats the most. Who eats the most turkeys? Um, Mexico. No, it is Israel. <sighs> per capita. They eat the most turkey. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't guess turkey. And uh, do you have a sports team that uses turkey? Bishek uh, Shahir. <laughs> do I have to Google this? How do, how do I spell Bishkegir? They're uh they're a soccer team in Turkey. Look up Turkish football, and they'll be the one with the black and red logo. I honestly Turkish don't know what their what their motto is. Team. Be, they'll be the one that's not Galatasaray. There is one with a turkey, but it's Denzel Spar. Um, Fuck. <laughs> where's Bishkegir? I'm not finding them. Bishkegir here. It, it's not as weirdly spelled as you're making it sound. It's um, literally B E S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I found them. Um, let me see. They have a crescent and star. I guess their their mascot is Islam. <laughs> oh, let me see. Aren't they all? Their mascot is Muhammad, but they're not allowed to display him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have like an animal mascot. I'm not yeah, gonna lie that's to you. that's pretty true for a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is crazy because if you'd get Denzel Spar, you you would have been right on it. it yes, is... you're right. Had I guessed Denzel Spar. Actually, it looks more like a rooster, which you would have been able to guess the Gamecocks if that was it. But um, you Virginia Tech Hokies was a common example I would have accepted. Okay, so for you know that what's crazy one, is that got one point. Davis are... is like a, Davis is unofficially mascotted by both cows and turkeys because we have wild turkeys that run around town, but um, we don't have anything really like named after the turkeys. Also, they're incredibly violent and, like, a menace to society. Like, we should take them out if we can, (laughs) but people have been too afraid to do so. You're at seven points, and one, two, three, four, five, and you've answered five of them, so you're on track to win this, Adrian. Lions. Detroit Lions, and the country with the most amount of lions probably is somewhere in Africa, and probably one of the bigger countries, so I'm going to guess... I think Kenya might be too far north. It's definitely not Djibouti, but I'm going to say Kenya. Oh, I'm sorry. It is neither. It is Tanzania. So you are at eight <sighs> points. And I will say for the African animals, don't guess the ones with the highest population. Oh, of people. Yeah. Yeah. Because Precisely. It, because if there was a higher population of, of people, lions, there'd be a lower population of people. Oh, I was going to say if there was a higher population of people, they would have murdered the lions already. But I like, I like your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Mine's like nature fighting back um elephants big game elephant days um okay oh i can see it in my head and i don't know why i can't figure out what sports team this is it's my mom's favorite animal i know that for sure it's also a spanish nursery rhyme um for sure 
It is India that has the highest number of elephants. I'm sorry, you are incorrect. It is Botswana. More like I Botswana kill myself now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and soccer team, uh, Dubai FC. Dubai FC. Not Fly Emirates? I'm sorry, Dubai FC, logo. it looks like a horse. Is this something else you're thinking of? No, it's an elephant horse. <laughs> You know, like how an avatar they do the mixed animals. <laughs> um, sorry, buddy. Wait, did you say Dubai or Mumbai? <laughs> I said Dubai. No, no, no I meant Mumbai. <laughs> okay, let me click Mumbai. Um, Mumbai FC looks like it's a castle. Is there a logo? <laughs> Gorilla Blasters FC. It is uh elephant, and that's what you were thinking of. So you get a point. Nine points. <laughs> <laughs> man this is a tough game uh for those of you following along let me know if you beat my score uh leave a five-star comment and tell me what your score was <laughs> all right tigers okay tigers oh fuck um hold on tigers 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 oh clemson tigers yes okay and highest population would be in bengali it's in India. I don't know why you tricked yourself and went for the much tidier country. <laughs> All right, hippos. Hippos. They are the mascot for the hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> okay, hippos, famous big game. They are most populous in Egypt, and they are the mascot for the Humboldt hippos. Okay, I will look that up. How do you spell Humboldt? H U M B O D L T or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, there's the Humboldt Broncos. Why do you keep confusing horses for every animal? <laughs> and I'm sorry, actually, Zambia is the country with Fuck. the most hippos. All right, rhinos. Rhinos. Um, I'm gonna guess Tanzania based on context clues. No, I'm sorry, it's South Africa. <laughs> Fucking A. And This game was rhinos. really hard, I guess. I'm... Okay, hold on, hold on. Oh, Split by the team. way, I didn't tell you the Uganda one I would have accepted. There's an under-20s national soccer team in Uganda that is the Uganda Hippos, so that would have been accepted for Hippos. <laughs> um, St. Rapids Rhinos. Are you just mixing random, like... <laughs> I'm really just hoping alliteration works for some of these. <laughs> Rhinos. I'm sorry, there is no same rapid rhinos. What would have been accepted for that one is the Rochester Rhinos, a division two soccer team that So my alliteration method isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's the Rochester Rhinos or the Atlanta Rhinos are an American semi professional rugby league in Atlanta. Cool. So. Cool, cool, cool. Uh Good camels. Oh, well mascot for um camel cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> Are we accepting that? Sure. Why not? You're not going to win anyway. You're doing so bad. And I'm going to guess Saudi Arabia? I'm sorry. I thought maybe this was like, this is a common trivia that there's is actually more camels in Australia than anywhere else in the world. They actually sell them to the Middle East. I knew that because they also sell sand to the Middle East. I learned that from a podcast as well. They yeah. export sand to Saudi Arabia. God damn it. Um, the old socceroos. Buffalo. This was one the Buffalo Bills. Okay, you've got one point. And Buffalo is an American thing. It's, it, United States. India. 
and uh, a pretty big Southeast Asian sink. <sighs> I think you're thinking of bison. Bison are exclusive. This, this is like when you find out that uh, Japan's more into Kit Kats than we are. <laughs> it's our thing. <laughs> like, let us have one thing, Japan. So there's no way you can catch up at this point, but I'll I'll, I'll let you keep going. Uh, the next one is Thank how you for being I so learned... generous, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, there's only one more left. And okay, triple should... or nothing. Well, yeah, I guess if you managed to get three points, I'd be nine points, and I've given you enough that you're at 11, so you'd get the 20. But what is it, the Bears? Yeah. So Chicago... Chicago Cubs, da bears. And then where do we have the most bears? Obviously, say it with me at the same time. Three, two, one. Canada. <laughs> no, you're right. It's Canada. Hey, hey. All right. You've gotten 33 points because of your arbitrary triple or nothing rule. You would have lost if we actually followed the rules we based this off of. Well, well, well. Good job, Adrian. Look who's got egg on their face now. <laughs> you killed it. This was actually a very hard one. A lot of these were not teams that anybody would know. The alliteration strategy was actually a strong one. I have to applaud you for that, for that quick thinking, for that... Uh... Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, let's do a big fact no cap. My no cap is whether you like sports, whether you don't like sports, I think a big part of the conversation we very briefly touched upon is that what can be considered a sport is so nebulous. It's all whatever. Don't 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 like define your personality by being an anti or pro sports thing. Like they're all so nebulous in their definitions. It's it's whatever. I would like to just add a big fact that um that the big game and big game are two phrases that sound exactly the same, but one of them refers to sports and the other refers to big game animals that you can hunt. <laughs> And they are homonyms. And even though they sound exactly the same, they mean two very different things. And I think that's just like an important thing to keep in mind, you know, going through your day-to-day -day life. You don't want to get confused mm. when, you know, you're talking to one of your friends with one of those big khaki hats on. And he says, I'm going big game hunting and he has a big rifle. And you're like, well, I didn't know the Super Bowl was on. That could be confusing. That could lead to a lot of goofy situations if you didn't know that that word. That can lead to a lot of misadventures. <laughs> can mean two different things so just keep that in mind and that's really what i was trying to say with that third segment and when someone invites you to get a facial and someone invites you to get a facial <laughs> you should know they mean you know the same thing <laughs> there's sure. only one meaning to that word <laughs> there's only one type of facial <laughs> and you should always say yes to it bye adrian see you bruh it was fun chief i'll be in a red rose white ceiling Nobody, no caskets, just blood spilling. I ain't a new president, but I love killing. They like game where you been, blood chilling. But not on no island and no villa. I've been lost in Compton with some drug dealers. Uh, I bought the relapse, loved it. Hit the block and hugged it. Kobe still making crack them new Kobe shoes. As but I ain't seen him in years. Still survive like stew me off the first tier. Still the most gutter, spit the most butter. Them shoes got more game.